The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. Hey everyone, this is Person About Town, now presented by Women in Comedy Festival. Uh, today we have a guest that I am oh so excited about. Uh, he's going to tell you who he is and where we are. Uh, this is Gary Goldman, and we are, uh, well right now we're at the Strand Bookstore that's at 60th and 5th in Central Park. Uh, that's exactly where we are, we're, we're right in the middle of the, the bookstore. That's, that's actually on a street, it's an outdoor bookstore. Is this bookstore part of what makes this area your favorite, or...? Uh, yeah, I would say this, this bookstore is, is, is unique, and it uh, is, is something I enjoy uh, browsing occasionally, although sometimes I'm overwhelmed by the number of books, and there aren't that many books. I mean, it, it's, it's not a huge amount of books, but, but uh, there's so many books that, that I feel I should have read, uh, or have read and can't remember a thing about them, yeah. What's one of the top books that you're like, I should have by now read this? I, sh- I should have read Still Life with Woodpecker by Tom Robbins. And, and I, may, I may have already read it. He's, so, he's such a great writer. I may have already read it um, and just can't remember what, what it was about. Um, Native Son, that was the book. But it was a book written by um, Baldwin about writing Native Son. Mm-hmm. Um, so there... there Right there, there are two books that I feel like I, I should have read. A book, a, the book itself, and then the book about about writing. And then there's uh, Stephen King, eleven twenty two sixty three, which is about the uh, going back in time to stop the JFK assassination. They make a, a TV thing about that. I think they made a TV thing about it, and yeah, and I and I yes, exactly right. And and uh, and I never finished that book. <laughs> I never finished that book. I had it on on um, audio, and I, ne- I never. F- There's the picture of Dorian Gray. I should have read that by Oscar Wilde. Should so, it- you? yes, absolutely. But here's a book I read, American Pastoral by Philip Roth, and that, that was really great. I can, yeah, I can recommend that highly. Right. That was really good. I haven't read it yet. So. Yeah, I don't I don't remember it. So if I read it, it would be like reading it all over again. So that seems like yeah. a pleasant thing if you liked it. If you yeah. know it's something that you like, but you can't remember the details. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it would be it would be fun because it would it would be like reading it all over again. Yeah. So this bookstore is right next to Central Park, which is where uh, where you said is your favorite place in all of New York City. Yes. What makes Central Park your favorite place? Um, well, I used to I used to run here when I was a runner, and and it made me very very happy to to uh, be in the. In the in nature and and around other people running and, and just it was very motivating and inspiring, and and uh, but also I, I I like walking through it or just spending time sitting in it or reading in it or bringing my dogs to it so it's there's just uh, or riding a bike in it there, there are just so many so many things you can do in Central Park it's just uh, it's 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 heaven. So how long have you lived in New York? I've, I've lived in New York, um, I think I came here in 2006. From 2006 to 2017, I've, I've spent probably, um, you know, 80% of the time in the, in the, city, in the city itself. Sorry, those, I was sure, I thought they were going to be like, hey, I know you or something. Oh, no. No, I'm not that well known. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Um, every once in a while, I'll get recognized, and it's and it's fun. It's it's a nice compliment. But for the most part, I, I'm uh, completely unknown. Yeah. 
but but I'm sure people are looking right now because there's a microphone in my face. They're like, who who is that guy? I mean, it's kind of comical because you're like six five, six six. 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 Yeah, six. And six. I'm five feet tall, so it looks like you like a small child is interviewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. So do you want to describe, uh, I mean, I think most of the people who listen know kind of what Central Park looks like, but what does it look like to you? Um, so right now we're walking through a uh, walkway that is, uh, there's, a, there's a man playing an accordion, <laughs> and, and uh, it, is, um, it is lined with benches, and the benches are all uh, dedi- dedicated to people, so they, they have little plaques on the, on the benches dedi- dedicating uh, and, and I looked into dedicating it to a friend of mine and it costs like $10,000 to, de- dedicate a, a to, to dedicate a bench. And then, yeah, so there are people sitting along it and then there are also people, uh, there are vendors who are selling um, photos and paintings. And over here, there, there's somebody selling ru- Russian nesting dolls. And then there are people who, who do... Um, when you draw, when you draw a photo of somebody, what is that called? Like a caricature. A caricature, or a um, when it looks just like you, it's called a portrait. Yes. There are portrait <laughs> portrait artists. I couldn't think of the word portrait. There are portrait artists along here, and then people selling hot dogs and and nuts, and then we are in, in, in the entrance to a zoo. So there's also a, yes, there's also a zoo in in Central Park, and that's that's a really cool. Um, aspect of Central Park that you can you can also go to the zoo and see seals and are you, are you a zoo fan uh, I love zoos I I haven't been to the Central Park Zoo in a couple of years now but but I do I do love zoos all right so now we're, we're entering Central Park Zoo I've never been here oh cool. I, did, I didn't even know they had a zoo here oh I think it costs again all right well we'll just go up to the to the entrance and see what's what See what we can see. What we can see. Yeah, but maybe we can walk through part of it without without buying a ticket. No, I don't think so. Oh well. I'm constantly told that it's New York is changing so much all the time. So how is it different than now than when you moved here? Uh, I I don't notice that that big of a difference. I I would say, but except that it seems like there's more there's more construction. Okay. There's more construction. And there's more, uh, there's more comedy venues. There are more comedy venues. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that I can perform at, at a lot more different, different places. And, and the comedy, the comedy cellar has, has really expanded so that it has three, three rooms that it, that it uh, curates. And um, so that so that's pretty cool. So I can do I can do a lot more stand up here in New York than than when I first got here. What kind of gigs were you doing when you first moved? When I first got here, I was working at um, I think the I think the Boston Comedy Club was still. Oh, that was, was that still, was a thing. Yeah, it okay. was still it was still running. I still perform at this place, Gotham Comedy Club, but I performed there more, and I performed at Caroline's more. Mm-hmm. Now I. I I mostly perform at one of the one of the comedy cellar rooms, and that, now we're we're walking through a, a an archway, and there's a man playing a, a saxophone, really nicely. I feel like I'm in a '90s movie about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. Do you remember the first time you ever came to Central Park? Um. No, I don't. 
remember it. To, to be honest with you, I, I um, it was probably in the in the nineties though, and uh, and I'm sure it. Um, I'm sh- I'm sure it it astounded me, the, the size of it. Mm-hmm. The first the first my first destination was was Sheep's Meadow. What's that? Uh, Sheep's Meadow is a is a huge uh, grass field, and it's um, it's really cool. You've never been to Sheep's Meadow? I I, I think I've been to um, Bethesda Th- Fountain. That's the only place in the park I've been to. Oh really? Yeah. I moved oh, okay. here a couple months ago, so I'm still... Oh, oh okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, oh. me getting the lay of the land. Oh, all right. Yeah. So do you think you're going to live in New York forever? No, I'm not. I'm not even going to live uh, in New York past this, this June. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going back up to Massachusetts for a, for a spell. Nice. What, what's making you go up to Mass? Um, I'm sick of paying New York rent. <laughs> sense yeah and um that's the main that's the main thing and um yeah my lease is up and i'm ready to head back to to massachusetts what's the strangest thing you've seen here i can't think of anything there are a lot of horse-drawn carriages and and my dogs like to bark at at horses for some reason so the size differences yeah yeah so i think that's that's kind of strange because they're little they're little dogs they they weigh under 20 pounds each and they um challenge challenge horses frequently so i said i think that's strange yeah yeah they're very confident they have have no idea how small they are (laughs) have you had one of these portraits done uh, no, I've never, I've never done it. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how uh, accurate they are. <laughs> what do you mean? They really look like the people they're drawing, <laughs> and um, and I'm amazed that they're able to sell them so inexpensively. They're, they're only like ten dollars. Oh really? Yeah. Do you want to get one? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> sure? uh, yeah, I'm sure I don't want to get a, okay. a portrait. Not my cup of tea. Get a, so the, so uh, right ahead of us, enclosed in a gate, is Sheep's Meadow. Ah. You can see how, how big it is yeah. from here. So when you moved here, how long had you been doing comedy? Um, let me think. I started in 1993. I moved here. So I'd been doing comedy for 13 years. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I thought I was really good. I thought I was really good. I had been on I had been on Last Comic Standing. That was probably my biggest my biggest credit, and um, so I had a little bit of, of uh, fame, and and so I, I could get on a, a, a number of the number of the clubs mm-hmm. fairly easily. Uh, but as I look back on on my talent and at that at that stage. I was I was not very good. Really? No. I mean I I don't think I'm that 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 great now. But I I certainly was not. Um, I had I had a lot of confidence. I guess that I guess that helped. But I, w- I was not very um, I was not a very strong that really comedian. Me. My j- uh, my jokes were very very simple. I say that really surprisingly because uh, 
before I got into comedy, when I was like considering getting into comedy, I would listen to comedy albums a lot. And uh, No Can Defend was like one of the things that I listened to the most. So oh, wow. for you to say that, I'm like, well, that yeah, that's like well, one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, by the time No Can Defend came out, I, 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 I was I was pretty good. I was pretty good. Um, the the I'm trying to think of the one that was out when I when I um, I think the, the first one that I put out was called um, hmm I can't I can't remember right now um, but it had a lot of a lot of very simple very simple jokes on it and it came out in around 2005 mm-hmm. I think and uh, I find it unlistenable Really? No, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't listen to Is it, it now. Is it with the pineapple on it? Yeah, okay. it's one of the pi- conversation with inanimate objects. Yes, that's what it was called. And uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not very listenable now. But <laughs> but when I was um, when I put it out, I thought it was pretty pretty great. Yeah, but no no can defend was was pretty good. <laughs> So you, you mentioned that you like moved down here, you thought you were really good, and then you thought maybe less so. Like, was there a particular moment that made you feel that way, or like what caused a shift in your perception? Um, I just, uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't get um, a lot of a lot of um, auditions or anything like that, and I didn't get to do a lot of the, a lot of the. Um, a lot of the TV shows, and, and so I, I, I sort sort of was was told by the industry, listen, you're not that um, you're not that spectacular. You have a lot of work to do, and, um, and so so that that I think that opened my eyes a lot, and and also just a lot of the comedians that you work with and, and see night to night, mm-hmm. like wow, these guys are really really strong too. Yeah, and. Um, and you have a lot of work to do to, to uh, be as, as strong as, as them. Yeah. It was very humbling. So what were some of the things that made you go from where you were like, eh, so-so, to, like, the level where you'd say you are now? Um, I, got to, I got to tour a lot to do, to do shows all over, the, all over the country. So doing... Doing hours frequently, mm-hmm. yeah. Having having to go on night after night and and perform in front of large large crowds and and um, hold the audience for an hour or more. Mm-hmm. I think that really forces you to to improve and, and be stronger and sharper. What's uh in doing those hours and in, in touring? What's uh what's your favorite place to perform? Um, it's a good question. I, I actually, probably, probably helium in Philadelphia. Interesting. Yeah. What about what about it makes it such a good place? Just from the first time I started going there, I, I sort of had a, a, a an audience and and people who came to the came to the shows and were very very receptive and. Um, and I could do my my favorite my favorite jokes and and it just it just wasn't wasn't a lot of uh, wasn't as much effort as, as some 
some clubs, you know, in the, um, trying to think, just some, some certain clubs in the, in the Midwest and, and in the mm-hmm. South, I have a really hard, a really hard time, mm-hmm. or re- really have to, have to put out a lot of, a lot of effort and, and just, uh, just the audiences aren't as, aren't as receptive. So now we're by, um, I just call it the lake. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I don't, I don't know what it, exactly, it, it has to have a name because everything in this, in this park has a, has a name, so it has to have a name, but, um, it's just really beautiful and it's, and it's, I mean, it's right in the center of Manhattan, so you can see all the, you can see a lot of the, the buildings that surround Central Park mm-hmm. and, um, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a great way to spend an afternoon either, either rowing in the, in the, in the lake or just, uh, sitting around the lake and, cause they're, cause it's, uh, again, surrounded by the benches that are, that are dedicated and you can sit there and, and, um, it's just, uh, it's really, really, really beautiful. Nice. Do you want yeah. to sit down? Uh, sure. We're sitting on one dedicated to Thompson L. Tom Smith. Ooh, 1963 to 1999. That's not, that's not very long. Son, brother, friend, hero. So it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> this this uh, bench, but he's also a hero. But he's a hero, so I, I um, yeah, I admire him. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, doing your favorite jokes uh, at Helium. Do you do you want to tell us what some of your favorite jokes are? Um, I like the joke where I where I tell tell about the made up um, documentary that was about the um, people who uh, abbreviated all fifty states down to down to two letters. That's yeah. that's one of my favorite jokes. You did that on Conan, right? Yeah, yeah, I did that on Conan. And another one I did on Conan that that was one of my favorites was about um, role playing role playing with my girlfriend where I pretend that I'm a professor at a, at a New England university. I love the, them. Oh, oh, thanks. Yeah. So that, that's <laughs> one of my, like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's one of my favorites that I, that I've done at, at helium and, and the people are very receptive and, and, uh, they laugh at the, at my favorite parts and nice. yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Is it ever like, that's like a long bit to like yeah. do your whole Conan set like that? Like, yeah. has it, has that ever backfired? Um, so far, no. <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's actually, um, for, for some reason, I think it's easier to do it that way because you, you sort of, um, you sort of, once you, once you get them, you have them for the whole, yeah. for the whole time. I guess the, the opposite of that is if you don't get them, then, then it's a long time to be out there with, with, um, with with less than stellar material, so so I guess it could it could backfire, but l- luckily it hasn't. Um, it, ha- it hasn't. I've been I've been um, fortunate, and the, and the the people it's it's more more memorable, I think. So, what are some things that you're looking forward to in Massachusetts? Um, well, I like to I like to play at the the comedy studio in in Harvard Square. Have you heard that that may not be around? Oh really? Oh no! Oh I didn't know I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, they're having issues with the landlords. So oh really? It's it's possible they like they're not doing any bookings for the summer because they don't know if they're still going to be at that location. Oh wow! What a bummer! Oh well, I'm sure they'll figure something out. Yeah, but that that was um, geez that that was just a a. Uh, 
a legendary and and uh, and 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 fun room. Yeah, my my vocabulary stinks. I um, it's uh, yeah. Th- there have just been some some great great nights there. That's that's wow. I'm 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 saddened to hear that. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. On my podcast, I ask everyone this: deep dark secret, a scoop, like something you haven't told anybody, or something people would be surprised to find out about you. I've mentioned this on other 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 things, but it's sort of a something I keep to myself. Um, but I, I I suffer from severe anxiety and and depression. Yeah. So I I um. I'm in, in the midst of a of a of a bout at the at the moment. Um, I've, I've been suffering for for some some time now. Just uh, very very anxious, a lot over over um, just a lot of a lot of things in my in my life, moving and and, and all that, and and just uh, so I, I yeah, I've, I've, anxiety has has been something that really really has has uh, had a had an effect on me. Lately, I just—it's hard for me to um, hard for me to concentrate and, and hard for me to um, create, and, and it just makes me second guess my myself a lot. So, coupled with the depression, it, it just—it's um, been—it's been very, very um, painful, and um, and really, really held held me back. I think as far as my um, creativity goes. So. Uh, yeah, I, I would say those are those are um, sort of uh, I wouldn't say deep dark secrets, but but just things that I'm, I'm, people aren't aren't uh, people are surprised to yeah. people are surprised to, to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Does New York? Do you think exacerbate some of that anxiety stuff? Because I mean, I have some anxiety issues, and I find that I have to like suppress them uh, walking around like busy city streets where everyone's like running around all the time. Does that play into yours at all? I, th- I think so. I, I get um, yeah a little overwhelmed in the in the subways and mm. and, and um, you know getting into into uh, restaurants and, and things like that. So yeah yeah New York, New York City can can really exacerbate the the, the anxiety and the and the um, and then the the um, nervousness. Does it go away when you're on stage though? Yes, <laughs> completely. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how, but I'm. I'm. I'm always able to manage on on stage. I. I, I can. I can focus, and I, and I'm. Um, and I'm relaxed on on stage, and uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm very fortunate. Very lucky that 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 happens. That you wouldn't. You wouldn't know. I've been able to do TV spots and, yeah. you know, gone from being anxious and turned it right around to do the TV appearances and, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know that I that I'd been um, really uh, really nervous all day and and, and, and angst ridden what do you do for self-care uh, well I, I take some medication and um, I uh, I don't do enough I don't do enough I should I should exercise more and I should um, and I should do some sort of meditation or yoga or something like that. I don't. I don't do. I don't do enough. I, I need to do. I need to do more. I need to take better care of myself. But um, but I do take some some medication for anxiety, and uh, and that helps a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I've started to like 
I have a sleep timer now. Like, it's like after this point, you have to put everything down uh, just so that I sleep like a full eight hours because uh, that really messes messes with my anxiety. Oh, if you don't get enough sleep, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get enough sleep. I, I Sometimes I get too much sleep. And, and <laughs> What's too much sleep? Sometimes I'll sleep like 10, 10 hours, and that, 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 that I think, um, adds to depression, mm-hmm. I think. Because it slows you down and, and it makes you um, less um, less productive, and, 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 and that, that can lead to more depression. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, you started count. You said 96, 93? 93. 93. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Um, I was out of college and I didn't. Um, I didn't really love being an accountant. That was what my degree was in from college. I didn't love being an accountant, and I wanted to um, I wanted to utilize my my wit. I, th- I thought I was pretty funny, so I wanted to I wanted to utilize that, and um, I thought it would be fun to make a living as a as a comedian. I think that's I think that's what what um, drew me to the open mic scene is, is I, I didn't I didn't like my my job and I wanted to have a job that I that I liked so I wanted to to be a uh, I saw people being comedians for for a living so I wanted to I wanted to pursue that and I, I don't I don't know how um, how pure that is I wasn't trying to be an artist or anything like that I, I, I was um, I was trying to make a living at something that I that I enjoyed and um, and I really really enjoyed Doing the comedy, I, I did my first open mic, and I was and I was hooked. It was it was so much, yeah, it was so much, yeah, it was so much fun, and the audience was very receptive, and and um, so I uh, ever since that night, I tried to do it every every chance I got. Yeah. You said you thought you were witty. Uh, the way that you said that, did other people also think you were witty? Yeah, I had friends who, yeah, yeah. My friends thought I was, I, I was pretty witty and 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 uh, funny, and and a lot of my friends had had encouraged me to to pursue stand up stand up comedy because I, I would I would try to be funny. I would try to make everybody everybody laugh, and 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 um, I, I put I put effort in, into it. What is your writing process like? Um. I always, I always wrote down funny, funny ideas, and I would just, um, I would just hammer away at the, at the topic, and, and just try to write down as many, many things that popped into my mind, and, and just try to, try to, um, you know, suck the marrow out of the, out of the bone of, of a, of a joke or, or a, or a premise or a, or a topic, and um, just keep coming, coming back to it and write around it, and, and then. And then go on stage with the with the ideas and, and try to try to um, try to suck some more out of it. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the follow up question that I mentioned before. Um, <laughs> dorky admission. Uh, three years ago, I was seeing a guy, and the guy, knowing that you're like uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, reached out to you to ask you to give me a writing lesson. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I was nice. so worried. <laughs> like, it was a super nice thing to do uh, yeah. uh, for him to do that. But I was like, oh, he's going to think of that, that dorky girl from three years ago. So I'm happy that, I guess, whew, that makes me very happy that 
good. No, I don't. I don't remember. But what a nice thing that he did. And, and, what, and what was my what was my reaction to it? I think you said that essentially, like your writing process is like sort of naturally you, and it's like you would teach someone else how to do that. Yeah. Which seems accurate. Yeah, I think that I think that's true. I don't I don't know how I would I would teach somebody to write like me. Um, but um, and al- also, I think I would be so so shy about about um, working with somebody that I didn't know in that in that capacity that it that it would have made me very very nervous. But but also, I, I don't I don't know how I, I would um, I would impart my 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 um, my process on on somebody else. It's hard to it's hard to describe yeah. just to, in in general, and then to actually actually teach somebody. How to how to do it, but, but what a nice what a nice gesture that was of him. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a, a short version of like sucking the marrow out of it and stuff. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I appreciate it. Oh good, I'm glad. Yeah. All right. So we're coming up on the hour. Uh, what are some of your final thoughts about New York City for people who don't get to come here very often? I th- I, th- I think the the um, people encouraging. People to live here at at some point in their life. I I, th- I think that's valid. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean it, it's 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 kind of obnoxious to say everybody every <laughs> I've heard it said everybody should live in New York. I, I I read there was a book I forget what it was called, but the line it had in it was you should you should live in New York. Uh, and, um, everybody should live in New York until it makes you hard. Something to that effect, right. and um, and I think that's that's good advice. I would I, w- I would amend it to say that you sh- you should live in New York and not let it make you, not let it make you hard. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if that's easier said than done. I, I don't think it's made me, I don't think it's made me hard. It's made me broke. <laughs> um, that's that's problematic about about New York City. But if you can if you can afford to live here at some point in your life, I think it's really um, it's. Uh, it's really spectacular and and gives you a, a perspective and an inside knowledge that that I think is is helpful in 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 um, in, in being a being an adult. Yeah. yeah, you can meet a lot of interesting people with a lot of different interests and a lot of a lot of um, perspectives and 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 backgrounds. I, I think it's um, I think it's good advice to try and to try and live here if you can. Yeah. Very nice. Well, guys, this has been Person About Town. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, rate if you are going to rate in a nice way. And leave comments, of course, again, if you're going to leave nice comments. So thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye. Oh, bye. Thank you. I had fun. Yeah.